With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two, one. Um, so, uh, special Thanksgiving greetings from us at Fragments of Silicon. Um, we, we are recording this Thanksgiving week. Um, eh, sort of. So, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It, well, the Sunday is the actual start of the week. So True. Mm-hmm. It's accurate to say that. And uh-huh. this is about as close as we're getting recording-wise, you know, to Thanksgiving, because... We're off Thanksgiving because it's a major holiday and nobody listens and mm-hmm. it's hard to get people for holidays. So it's just easier to, you know, take the vacation in. But before that, we have a review to get through. Just one th- this week because, uh, well, this week and next week, yeah, we'll be back next Sunday, we're reviewing JRPGs. And they take time. (laughs) Though this one seems like it's comparatively short compared to some of them, although it's designed for lots of playthroughs. Yeah. Uh, Or at least two. Yeah. Uh, I suppose that depends on if you know what you're doing. Although, um, even then, uh, I suppose we'll get into that in a bit, but the game we're reviewing right now is Lost Dimension. The latest... um, port release from Ghostlight uh, on the PC. Uh, released on October 30th, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we got the codes for this. Um, as I said, it's the busy season, so we've been dealing with other games. In fact, I had to delay our other review for this week because um, a strategy RPG kind of requires all focus. <laughs> yeah, just because just you don't Especially one that's like has mm-hmm. significant visual novel elements. Yeah. That being said, uh, didn't complete this um, mainly because I am stuck in a particular part of the game, and uh, this is a strategy RPG. So, uh, if you've played strategy RPGs, you know that sometimes you need to finagle the details before you get uh, you can advance, or you advance to your liking. Uh huh. Are you stuck on you're stuck on combat? Yeah, I'm stuck on a couple of uh, side missions, but apparently you need to do even those to advance at a certain point. Yeah, um, some because, side sometimes you need side missions before. Yeah, because the enemies took a, um, a a spike in difficulty, and they've introduced a new like splitting up the team concept. 
So, like, have my teams over there, and they are facing, like, a, just, a, like, five really strong opponents. So... Well, there's very little downside to losing in this game, so... No, it's just a matter of figuring out, making sure my units don't get don't get um, obliterated prematurely. Mm-hmm. And that that takes time, and I ran out of it. So, mm-hmm. so, but, you know, I played enough to get the idea of what this game is. That's the important part. Like, we rarely ever beat games for our reviews. I mean, if that were a requirement, we, we would review a lot less games. Mm-hmm. Or we'd, like, yeah. have or, to, like, quit our jobs or something. Well, yeah, it's like we're, you know, we'd be a de- <laughs> we'd have to get paid for this and whatever, you know. This is the nice thing about being able to write your own review policies. They are whatever the fuck you want them to be. (laughs) Yeah, I usually try to supplement as much as I play by doing some research about the rest of it, so. Because I do have a job, so I don't always, I rarely have time to finish much. (laughs) Anyway, um, backtracking on Beyond the basic genre of this game, uh, Lost Dimension is um, I has like it's actually an uh, one of the uh, it's an RPG uh, SRPG it's uh, an RPG thing from Ghostlight that isn't from Idea Factory. <laughs> yeah, this is, it was originally published by Atlas and it was uh, by uh, Studio What Furu. Furu. Uh, they've done a whole. Uh, they've done a whole bunch of other um, under the radar RPGs like The Legend of Legacy, The Caligula Effect, Unchained Blades, and Exteria. I think that's how you pronounce that. You know, it, it's like, you know, these are pretty niche, even if you're into the scene kind of deal. Uh-huh. It's, but it's pretty relevant that it was originally published by Atlas because. This game definitely took more than a few pages in studying from various mechanics of, like, the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei games, and also um, big took one. a lot of pages out of Danganronpa. That's the I big th- one. I think it's more they stole their homework and put their name on it. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. So, the, like, at its base, it's an SRPG. That's the combat segments. But... The other side of it is um, a visual novel or, yeah, it's like a Persona game because... You have, to this... make, you have to make friends with your teammates and then you have to figure out which ones of your teammates are traitors and get rid of one of them every every floor of the, what, like, five-floor tower. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically charged with getting rid of half your team because half of your team is tra- are traitors it is it, it is interesting that this is aside from the first one the first playthrough it's all random so mm-hmm. you have to your all of the characters are psychics and your character gets like glimpses of the future and stuff so that's how you figure out uh how you're supposed to figure out who is a traitor this time but like it won't be the same people every time yeah that's the random factor which is one of those ideas that uh, seem to work better on paper than in um, actuality, because here's the thing. Here's the bit of connective tissue they failed to make. Um, 
your bonds have no bearing on who the traitor is. It's all random. So well, I, I think that's partially intended because part of the reason for the whole thing is the bad guy wants to make the main character suffer, so. I guess, but just from a meta perspective, it it's sloppy because, you know, it's... Well, it, it, it is sloppy, but they did at least polish it enough that there are different reactions if you're the person you have to choose to erase is... Um, not, uh, the, not, or if you have maximum bond with them. Also, you don't actually have to erase the traitors. You can get to the end with having, with more than one traitor, with traitors in your party and with, uh, innocent people having been erased. Yeah. Uh, if you bring all of the traitors with you, uh, you get bad ending, but that's actually really hard to do. Um, yes, it's also like the game also ends if you um, are the one who are is selected uh, to be erased. But right, which is also really hard to do. You the easiest way to do that is to uh, when people ask you who you think the traitor is, to tell them that you think it's them. Mm -hmm. Because you know that pisses people off. <laughs> I think I'm the traitor, guys. What the fuck are you doing? But so yeah, the game took its central conceit from drawing up uh, from. Dangon Ranpa with the whole uh, elimination gimmick. Also but, with the whole, oh, at the start of the game the world is like mostly destroyed or something and you're trapped and you have to although in this case it's a little bit more physically, a little bit more physically clear what's going on. Yeah, don't elaborate on that, please. I, huh? Don't elaborate you're, on that. You yeah, you're starting to get into spoilers. I haven't said anything that isn't like in the opening cutscenes. I know. I'm just and saying. I wasn't going to. Yeah, watch it. You, you, you're starting to get into, you know, the big stuff. I mean, anyway. I mean, so, the I was I was just gonna just, say the just, stuff from just, the opening cutscenes. Yeah, just enough. Anyway, so the the bonds aspect from Persona is kind of the ultimate target here because. It's like a Persona ser uh, series game. It's the only way you can get the real true ending. And, yeah, that requires at least more than one playthrough. Because it's hard to max up your bonds with people who get eliminated early on. <laughs> it's nigh on impossible. Though, on the upside, you do get the abilities of the eliminated. Um, anyway, so in real terms, the, the word that comes to mind when talking about lost dimension is functional. Hmm. Um, everything here is solid. The, um, the gameplay is, if you know how an SRPG plays or a strategy game, um, it's one of those. I guess the more modern ones. Yeah, it's not grid-based. You move in an analog thing, and your attack targets are right. Uh, either and, range in a circle, or hey, it's a it's a cone. Yeah, and your attack range matters, um, and this game is really built about around mastering assist abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're attacking when someone else is in range of the enemy, you're attacking. They'll usually assist you. Yeah, I mean, unless they don't trust you. Right. And in order to, like, on the um, 
not upper stages, but as you advance to the games, you're going to encounter harder um, units that absolutely like require assist attacks to take down in say a single turn, and this is vital because um, enemy units can assist attack as well. And, and will, which yeah, it's like it, like. A lot of this game is figuring out how to, like, break through enemy movements, enemy patterns, and so on and so forth. Like I said, um, the, you know, I'm stuck on a mission or two where, pos uh, like, positioning is everything. Because if you have a unit that strikes out too far out, then, like, two or three units are going to descend upon that person... And just eliminate them. And there are some people who are really only good in melee, so you have to keep enough backup near them that they get back up without. Right. It, and if you and if you keep everybody bunched up really good for lots of assist and stuff, uh, there are some enemies that have spread attacks, which. Uh... Yeah, it's like AOE's are kind of uh, like hard to come by in the early stages, mm. um, and they are really useful too. I think yeah, I one of your side characters has a um, AOE ability, but I think that's it. I was going to say, the people who use submachine guns, I think, and there's mm -hmm. only really one or well, two. Well, there's, there's also grenade items. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which adds to that. Uh, but yeah, you can unlock other AOE abilities. Um, yeah, so the uh, magic of this game, you know, psychic powers, psionics, Whatever we want to call them. I think the game uh, refers to them as gifts. Yeah. yeah gifts. I'm like, that's a bit X-Men there. Each character has two innate types of gifts that you start out with one, and then you can level up the other one as you gain experience. And then a third type of gift that you either need to... I think some of them you need to equip someone else's skills to get them, but... Uh, you either that, you or, or level up both of yours significantly. Something like that. Or you need, like, a specific material um, right. to unlock. Like, and, yeah, there are branching pathways, and um, there are different characters who have, like, different... Like, their entire move set is based around um, a certain thing. Um, like the red-haired chick, who... All about fire. All of these characters have a different kind of stock psychic powers. You got your pyrokinetic, you got your telekinetic, you got your magnet controlling person who has electromagnetism, you got a couple of different flavors of psychic. You got your healer. Yeah. Like, and so on and so forth. Like, and um, gifts tie into not only a, you know, a stamina meter or I'm trying to remember the exact terminology, but um, there's a there's a third meter, your sanity meter, which and takes damage when you take damage, but also is expended when you use your psychic powers. Right, and if you expend all your sanity, then you have to deal with the berserk status effect, which um, is pretty much the definition of double-edged sword. Because, yeah, you'll start making really strong attacks, but not necessarily on the enemies. Well, more than that, um, 
not only a really strong attacks and unlimited usage of um, psychic abilities, they are fucking weak. Like, um, they take double damage, basically, from enemies. Now, they're a glass cannon. Like, when they hit, they hit hard. But if they get hit, especially, like, with assist attack double teams, they go down pretty quickly. So... Berserk maneuvers can be used to your advantage if you're in the, you know, if you're in the circumstances to do that. Oh, yeah, and there's another way of triggering Berserk, too. Uh, friendly Fire will usually trigger Berserk. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't shoot your own dudes. You can, and you can totally do that, too. I mean, unless, unless you, like, want them to uh, ha- dislike whatever character you're like, I guess if you have a character that you think is a traitor on that floor and you're doing a bonus mission after that, you can make the traitor, when you're controlling them in battle, or the suspected traitor, shoot people so that they're more likely to vote against them. Of course, if you're wrong, that would be bad. <laughs> That'd be real <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's a lot to work with here um, in terms of the magic system and customization and all that. You know, um, attacks, uh, each character has a certain type. Like, you've got your pistol users, you've got your melee experts, um, there's a sword user, um, and a couple of machine gun enthusiasts. And you then know. One, one girl who really wants to be cute but has the unfortunate psychic powers of really really good punching <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it, like though in most cases um, the type of attack doesn't matter aside but, from determining the range and sometimes what, if you have a special alternate thing right or the machine gun users they have two attacks the, there's the regular attack and then there's the spread function you know, which can be useful um, there's also different movements, like um, there's that uh, blonde-haired girl who moves, who floats around. Yeah, she mm-hmm. does her powers levitation and slash gravity control, so she can go over things, which lets you get back strikes, which are a thing. Yeah, um, ditto the uh, one guy who moves in like an electric cloud. Uh, yeah, his power is teleportation. It's a really weird uh, mm-hmm. uh, depiction <laughs> of it, though. <laughs> yeah, the psychic attacks are weird too because he basically attacks by teleporting things in. I mean, you don't actually see the objects, but um, you know it's assured that th- this thing is happening and it's damaging them. Yeah, I think one of his final attacks is literally like just teleporting around someone and stabbing them from different angles. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um. So as mentioned previously, this was a, a port to Windows as it was originally a PlayStation 3 and a PlayStation Vita game. But I'm going to be honest here. It's a PlayStation Vita game, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, its design is very, very bite-sized. You know, yeah, but- most games that have, like, a tower-based thing have way more than five floors in the tower. Yeah, and I'm like, the, the actual missions, you're not dealing with that many units. Um, Your team is six people usually. And the enemy team is usually not a whole ton more than that. Yeah, and battles don't take that long, if I'm being honest. 
Like everything just feels like it was optimized um, for portable play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also extends to the assets. I mean, uh, this game looks like, you know, a PlayStation 2 title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed some of the graphics are very... They almost look like they were vector art that scaled up a little bit oddly, and the animations are not... There aren't, like, the facial animations when they're doing dialogue especially are yeah. a little bit of... You know, like the stereotypical anime lip flaps where the directions of the flaps don't quite match the dialogue? A little bit like that. And, yeah, the point is, like, the assets and the models and everything look like they were designed for the Vita. As opposed to, say, the PlayStation 3. Mm -hmm. You can do a lot better than this game uh, in terms of those particular things on the PlayStation 3. You know, it's like... It's been upscaled, but, you know, you can't hide, like, base geometry and stuff like that. You know, like, when you go into the, you know, the arena sections, they're really small. Especially for a strategy game. Like, you know, granted, I've seen, you know, there are portable um, strategy games that are a lot bigger than this. But those tend to be, you know, like Advance Wars, mm-hmm. a, a game that doesn't really require a lot of um, power, or you know, as opposed to like this, you know, a fully 3D, 360 degree movement kind of strategy game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not necessarily bad, but it it is noticeable if you're looking for production values here, right? Um, also, everything is really, really drab. Like, yeah, uh, you're in you're in this weird tower that's specially made by the bad guy, and, and mostly it looks like uh, busted up urban stuff or weird stone temple stuff or <laughs> lots of gray. Yeah, indeed. And, um, like, even the characters look like they're um, part of a muted palette. I mean, obviously, they're more colorful than the world, but, you know, it's... They wouldn't be out of place in a DC movie. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike, um, the music and the sound, unlike, um, the opening theme is pretty catchy. Like, um, you know, it, it, the music is surprising, uh, like, the in-game music is surprisingly forgettable for a strategy RPG. Yeah, where, well, although, I guess in this game, a lot less than a lot of other strategy RPGs, uh, time will be spent just listening to music in the stages, because the stages are shorter. Hmm. <laughs> it but, works. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think that's uh, about it for the overview and all that. Um, like, really in terms of gameplay and, uh, you know, just how everything's put together, um, functional is what comes to mind. Yeah, it's this a game, solid this game. Sorry. It's a solid game. 
I'm like, but uh, I'll be honest, the you know, outside of getting stuck, the biggest reason why I didn't play it more was it's kind of dull. Like everything is just kind of. Um, they've made character archetypes, but they forgot to make them compelling characters in their own right. Yeah, the like, designs are way less outlandish than, for example, Danganronpa, so... Mm-hmm. And the personalities are a lot more down-to-earth. Yeah. Like, sometimes that works, but honestly, like, there's some variance here, but I'm like, mm, there wasn't a lot of connect activity to these to these people it's not help that you have no idea who they are or why you should care yeah you literally start with then they go with the amnesia storyline basically and everybody has a case of explosive amnesia (laughs) explosive amnesia uh yeah thank you for your drama but you know you're you're basically like this elite unit of psychics who've been tasked to get rid of this person in the end who's apparently threatening the world and have 13 days. A time, uh, a timeline that has no bearing in-game, by the way. Yeah, you can spend more than, I don't know, whatever 13 times 24 is hours playing this game if you want to. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like, you know... It's kind of the the problem with this gimmick. Like, okay, you had no idea who the, like these people have no idea who they are, or you know why they're doing this shit, or you know even why they're traitors. Mm-hmm. And you won't find that out until like the very end of the true ending, by the way. Yeah, it's not. You don't like this. You need to play through the game two or three times to find out really much about what's actually going on here. Mm-hmm. And... Which fits with the fact that the game is fairly short, so... You know... <laughs> and, you know, it, it, some of this stuff is even pointed out in-universe. Why are these people working together? Because mm-hmm. they're the same units? Like, because they remember that they were all sent in to kill the end. Yeah, it's like... You know, and... You know, th- there's the whole... The whole traitor concept in general, it just seems to be there for its own end. There's a reason for it. It's a stupid reason. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's it's, a- it's kind of weird. Yeah, but you know, it's not based. I, I will say it's not based uh, off of um, conventional motivations. Let's say, I mean because it kind of has to play that way in order to make the gimmick work. You know? Mm-hmm. Because remember, the gimmick here is the traitor concept is randomized. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so all of the characters... And the characters' personalities don't particularly change if they're traitors. It's, no. it's a matter of motivation. Yeah, it's like... And this is why I don't think the traitor concept works in the end. It's because, you know, that's... Betrayal is predicated on motivations. And, like, there's no real motivation here. At least not on the surface. Like, why, like, like the question of, like, why would um, a person betray the team 
isn't really elaborated on. And, you know, it's mentioned that, you know, these people don't really see themselves as teammates. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Because they are, they are from different countries, I believe. Like, yeah. There, yeah. there were this 11 gifted people who were from different countries. And they got not, sent in after the military got blown up. Not just, like, different countries. They're from different units. Uh -huh. You know... It's basically a ragtag team here, even though the, the, they're all wearing like the same uniform. Like, it's the same uh, team. Similar uniforms. It's same team, different units, basically. You know? Yeah. But like, you know, think of it like you know, it's a whole bunch of soldiers from different battalions or so, uh, something like that. You know, they're on the same side, ostensibly, but you know, they didn't really work together. They're kind of, and they're, you know, forced to work together because of circumstances and the common goal. And Plus, they, they suspect right off the bat that since they lost their memories and stuff, and since the bad guy seems to have weird powers, that he might have messed with their heads or something somehow. Right. And given the um, surface rationale, it doesn't really make sense why there would be a traitor. Like, what? Like... Like, what would the traitor get out of, you know, siding with the end? No. That's not really yeah, It does kind of make sense once you've seen everything, but that takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, my point is, eventually all of this stuff will make sense, but it doesn't really make sense on the surface. Yeah. Like, and... The, the biggest problem is that sense of detachment. Like, you know, if somebody's a traitor, who cares? Like... Yeah, they I, want I, you I, to I, care, but... Yeah, yeah you're like, just not really care maybe much. That, yeah, maybe that's something that happens with maximum bonds, but that takes a lot of investment. And quite frankly, the personalities on display aren't that interesting. I mean, yeah. yeah, some of the characters are friendly to start out with. Some of the characters are standoffish to start out with. But you yeah, don't really find up much about a lot of them until you get decently yeah. far into their links. Yeah, th that's kind of the thing the, the Persona series remembered, to make the social links interesting. Mm -hmm. so, it was these little short conversations with them every time you level up to her your bond with and that's it yeah, like you don't even really get to know them i mean how can you know them when, when they don't know themselves uh -huh. you see the contradiction in, inherent to the premise yeah, it's selective amnesia so people do still remember some stuff but like apparently how your character knows oh i should go take this gun and shoot this one dude not the other guys well, he's. It's funny because they kind of lampshade that the thing in battles. I know I'll shoot everyone who isn't dressed like me. Right. Yeah. Which luckily is one one humanoid enemy and two flying drone enemies. Right. So time for price, and this is where this game is going to get a real fucking punch in the face. Not the game itself, because that's going for twenty four ninety nine, twenty five dollars. That's a fair price. It's the DLC. Oh. Like, yeah, there there is a total of twenty twenty four dollars basically of DLC. Yeah, it's like it's for this not, game. 
it's not incredibly egregious, but it's um, it's um, how do I put this? Pay to win DLC, even though it like oh, yeah. it's that crap. There's there's six dollars of DLC is costumes, which are mm -hmm. cosmetic. Uh, five dollars of DLC are additional map quest bundles, which gives you more story bits and things like that. And then there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like twelve separate one or two dollars. There's only one that's two dollars of DLC packs that basically let you. They're the kind of things that we got in the Mugen uh, uh, Souls. Yeah, like extra experience, extra and extra money, extra mm -hmm. stats up, level up. And now you see why this game took a turn, to, uh, gets a difficulty spike so early in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because to try to recommend. There's DLC that they want to sell you. Like, so, yeah, an automatic fuck you for this. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's, it's not way less bad than some DLC things are, but that's still not how you're supposed to use DLC. Yeah, it's like, uh, this kind of DLC pisses me off just on the principle. I mean, on the price, it's not bad. Like, but if you want to get it all, it's basically doubling the price of the game. So keep yeah, that if, in mind. If you're making the game so that it's... Uh. You're either making the game so that you're expecting people to spend more money to play through it evenly, uh, or you're adding time to the game that people shouldn't have to play. Yep. So... There's the big secret. Like, like, yeah, it's not as bad as, say, the Idea Factory games we've reviewed, but this is still egregious. You know, and it cannot be ignored. Mm. So, when buying, do beware of the uh, of the bullshit DLC, because mm -hmm. it is here. So, taking that all into account, um, this is a this is a solid but unspectacular game. Um, in terms of it being a strategy RPG, uh, it's all right. There's better on Steam. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you get to at least think about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah true enough. It's I'm not. Like, it's not like strategy RPG where there isn't any. Like honestly, <laughs> I, I'd say hunt, maybe hunt down the Vita version because th this really did feel like a game that was better on the go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like I like playing it for about an hour anyway, and then doing other things. And its design is all built into that. But, yeah, so any additional thoughts on Lost Dimension? Uh, not really. I mean, if you're I in. Take, I liked it better than Dagon Rampa. <laughs> yeah, well, setting is completely different than Dong on Rapa there, buddy. So that's probably why you liked it better. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes more. There's there's the actual combat gameplay and its characters that it's less dumb to be in kind of a live or die, and also some people are going to try to backstab you situation. Yeah, it's not the death high school. It's hey, you're actually on a battlefield. You could actually die here. I say wait for a sale if you're interested in this game. Yeah. But if you're looking for a game with 
strong characterization. Like everybody say, go from Don Gong Rob person like that instead. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible, but it's it's serviceable. But like, there are better games. I kind of wish there was like a story mode where the um, trader wasn't randomized. I'm like, that yeah, seems... I think I think the goal that's part of the multiple playthroughs thing is you're supposed to play through enough times to figure out that, like, to get the experience of having everybody be a trader and have everyone be on your side. Yeah. I mean, you have to, because if you don't... But it's like, something like that feels like it should be, like, a special, you know, post-game mode. Like, oh, now this guy's the traitor, not, you know, from the gate, anybody in the party could be the traitor. Yeah, I guess it makes would make sense if, like, especially on, like, your first playthrough, everything was... Especially because then you could actually get a chance to get to know everybody. Well, except for the first one, because the pretty early on. But you know what I mean, it's not... Then again, the set first character kind of wears most of his characterization on his sleeve, so... But then Mm -hmm. it's not just simply, oh, well, I really don't want to get attached to any of these guys because any of them could be the traitor. Well, yeah, the point is kind of that you should get attached to even to the traitors. But I can see why that's not necessarily strongly indicated by gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, think they, did write, they did write special different dialogues for when someone is the traitor and you have maximum bond with them and you have to and you have to decide to get rid of them. Yeah. Oh, and if you're considering, if you're concerned about uh, in, like graphicness or anything, uh, it's not particularly graphic. They're called. It's Up. called that they're being erased usually. So. <laughs> yeah. So right it's there. not like Rampa where everybody is ironically Murdered. and executed. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Um, so, anything else that needs to be said? Uh, not for me, at least. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. So that'll conclude this review, and indeed, um, that concludes our broadcast week. It's odd to say, but those are ho- the holidays for you. Um, you hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully, it'll be you know filled with food and uh, not drama. And hopefully you'll be back with us next Sunday when we do our review of Dot Hack GU uh, Last Recode. Um, uh, advance notice: Petty Fan and Twilight are taking the lead on this, uh, mainly because they know the franchise, they know the old games, uh, and all and that. And so they're also best best equipped to tell what's different. Also, I have an axe to grind, and I'm gonna have fun yeah. with this one. So. <laughs> You do you. And until next time, I wish you good gaming.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.